Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Well, welcome to Legacy Leaders uh, Podcast. I'm uh, your guest host, Rod Hatley, with Hatley Law Group here in San Diego, California. And I have the privilege to speak with Richard Wyra. Uh, Richard is a longtime uh, insurance professional. He is the managing director of Cool Springs Financial here in San Diego and also the president of eQuote.com. Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike. It's an honor to be here. Uh, let's see. So to get kicked off, how did you get into uh, the insurance industry? How did, what, was there like a, like a, a pivotal moment for you that had brought you to where you are now? I needed health insurance when I was out of the military. Mm-hmm. And a wonderful man by the name of Max Kresic with Aetna came out to my apartment. Okay. We're going back almost 50 years. And as we talked, he said, you would be good in this business because he said I had a servant's heart helping people. And he had read a book that I had actually written. I think he was one of two people who ever read that book. Wow. But uh, that's how I started. Excellent. And almost 50 years later, I'm still in the business. That's, that's incredible. Thank you. Um, Let's see. Um, can you share with our listeners what you enjoy most and maybe what you enjoy least about what you do as an insurance uh, professional? Sure. Most people think when you buy a life insurance policy, you're buying it to provide in case something should happen to them before they finish their life plan. And that part is true. Life insurance has always been peace of mind for families. But the knock against it is that people thought they had to die to collect. Well, that's not true anymore. Really? Several insurance companies feature living benefits. And today, in my business, more people are collecting living benefits then I am paying out death benefits. Can you For an example. Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Sure. For an example, several life insurance companies now provide these living benefits. And the question is, well, what are living benefits? Mm-hmm. Well, it's chronic illness, critical illness, terminal illness, long-term care. And okay. they're built into life insurance policies as no cost to the consumer riders. I have a doctor in Carlsbad who had to give up his practice because he has 
sadly to say, inoperable pancreatic cancer. He had just purchased the policy, paid the premium in December 2021. Five months later, he called and said, hey, Richard, inoperable pancreatic cancer. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Oh, my goodness. He had to close his practice because he was a sole proprietor and made a claim. The insurance company, of course, investigated. After several months, they said at the time he took his medical exam, his blood work, through his medical records, there's no, you know, there, there's no fraud here. Okay, great. So in November of last year, they sent him a check for $68,000, lump sum. Wow. In January of this year, 2023, he's receiving $12,770 a month for the next 12 months. Excellent. All this money is coming to him, Rod, tax-free. Terrific. That that is the miracle of this story. We're helping him pay off his debts. Yeah. And enjoy life. Now, these living benefits take away from the death benefit. They're subtracted from the eventual death benefit that's going to be paid. Mm-hmm. His life policy was $2 million. You know, he can access almost a million dollars of that death benefit to care for him while he's alive. The balance will be paid to his family. And because it's set up in a trust, that balance will go to them estate tax-free. Fabulous. That's a great result. Thank you for sharing that. Is a, On the flip side of a success story like that, um, it, what, what about the insurance industry are you not as happy about or as kind of... Uh, less pleasant to deal with. Can you share any insights with our listeners? Sure. The tough part in my business is working with the underwriters in with various insurance companies. Um, for an example, I had someone come to me saying they needed a long-term care policy. Okay. They were 67. They were declined. Long-term care policies are underwritten based on somebody's medical condition. So we pivoted. I used the same medical information on the exam, submitted it to a life insurance company. They approved him. They approved him preferred, non-tobacco. A great rating. Sure. That policy had living benefits. One of those living benefits, besides chronic illness, critical illness, terminal illness, was long-term care. Excellent. So I had to pivot to get to the end result. Well, it just took more time, effort, 
and patience on his behalf. But we ultimately got it done. Okay. Still uh, a great result. So that's fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we, we may have already touched upon this, but I'll ask the question anyway. Uh, can you share with our listeners uh, when completing business was one of the great one of the great experiences of your professional career and on the flip side where maybe despite your best efforts things just did not go well unfortunately and you just really could not help someone who who needed your help so the with a win and maybe a loss can you share either of those with our listeners yes sir the win was a physician I know down the street from my office here on Shelter Island. Okay. Dr. Okay. Ned, he approached me. He, he was 70 years old at, at the time. Well, I, to, I take that back. At the time, he was 68. Okay. He had always okay. been a sole you know, practitioner. Then he decided to bring in a younger partner. Mm-hmm. And he contacted me and said, Hey, we have a buy-sell agreement. Now we need to fund it. I said, sure. What value do you have on your purse? One million dollars. Okay. We wrote a million dollar 10-year term, very inexpensive, on Ned and his partner. Two years go by. And Ned fell playing picket pickleball. Oh. He hit his head. Mm. He went to a doctor pal who stitched him up and said, you should go and get an MRI. This was on a Thursday afternoon. His wife urged him to go and get an MRI. He said, no, no, no. The sad part is on Sunday morning, he suffered an aneurysm. And died. And died. I know it sounds like a crazy win, but his widow received $1 million for his practice. And now his partner has that practice free and clear. Excellent. Great result. The, The saddest loss I ever had is my older brother urged me if I would put a life insurance policy on his youngest son. Mm-hmm. He married four young girls. So we put a $500,000 20 year term, which is a very low cost. You know, with a, a young family, you have a lot of expenses. We did this. Being family, I even helped him pay the first year premium. The second year, he paid the premium. Third year, he let it lapse. Oh, no. Sadly, within months, he suffered a massive heart attack, died, leaving Ellen, his wife, and four young girls. Mm. Not only fatherless, but with no life insurance coverage oh whatsoever. Wow. 
that was soul crushing. No doubt. Okay, but it's it's instructive. It's an instructive lesson that I hope that you're sharing with your with your uh, clients on the, the the value of making those payments and keeping that insurance in force and effect, so that when the unexpected happens, uh, there's a pot of money to take care of the family. Okay. Yeah, you know, life insurance is not for those who die. It is for those who live, yep. who survive you. It's peace of mind. It's financial security. No matter whether you call it estate planning or a buy-sell agreement or just family income, we are helping people. No doubt. Let's see. How, how do you uh, market your services, Richard? I mean, how, do, how do people know about you? I work with quite a few attorneys, CPAs, referrals, and that's how it is done. I'm, hey, I'm 74, been in business 50 years. You know, I'm slow to embracing social media, that type of thing, you know. Um, it's more of a personalized service. And luckily in my career, I don't have to worry about finances. So I love what I do. I help people, but I'm not, I'm, I don't need to make a sale. Okay. I, I, now I educate people, give them all the facts. And then let them make an informed decision. And when I look back on my career, I never have been one of those pushy kind of salespeople. I, it, that's just not in my nature. I'm here to help educate. Yeah. And I leave it at that. Fair enough. Let's see. Uh, what is uh, one thing that you would want our listeners to know about you? You may have already hinted at it, but I'll, Ask the question for clarity. Sure. This has nothing to do with insurance. Okay. Okay. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, we make a living by what we do, but we make a life by how we help others. And so one of the proudest things I look back on is delivering Meals on Wheels on Friday afternoons. And growing up in Cincinnati, my mother always wanted to do it in the mid-60s when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But dad took the only car we had to work. Sure. By the time the family could afford two cars, she got sick um, and was never able to fulfill her dream. Okay. So one day I thought, I'm going to do it for mom. Excellent. Little did I realize that 40 years later, I'd still be doing it. And not only do I do it, but I recently found out two of my sisters occasionally do it in my mother's memory. Wonderful. And the the moral of the story is, Rod, you know, we are all farmers. 
we plant seeds by what we do and what we say. Sure. And we may not be around for the harvest, but mm -hmm. one day there's going to be a harvest. And right. with me, I want that to be my legacy. As a matter of fact, my, my daughter, Wendy, is 48. When she was eight, nine, I took her with me. Mm -hmm. She hated it. Dad, I don't want to go. The older people love seeing young children because we provide a service, not only just food, but we see people, we talk to them. We may be the only human connection they have sure. for that day. Sure. That's the value of Meals on Wheels, allowing people to be in their own home without having to be warehouse. And we provide sustenance in the form of the human touch as well as the food. Well, every summer, I would drag my daughter with me. Now she has a son. Jack is now 17. When he was around five, she would bring him along during the summer. She's a school teacher at La Jolla High, and she has the summers off. So most Fridays, she and her son would go with me. Now, it's three generations of Wyra's delivering Meals on Wheels. But here's, here's the real kicker, Rod. Jack will call me Friday morning and say, Hey, Papa, I can drive down and go with you to deliver Meals on Wheels. Would you like that? And it's like, oh, I would love it. Terrific. Because it's family. And it's teaching young people that we just can't live selfishly. We have to give back to the community. And I think that's the best legacy I've ever done. It's not so much 50 years of offering life insurance to clients. It's providing a service to people who can't do it themselves. Okay. Let's see. Um... I want to ask you about the phrase trusted advisor. Uh, I think it means different things to different professionals. I mean, for myself, uh, when I think of myself as a trusted advisor, at least I hope that I'm viewed that way by my clients. For me, it means that even though I'm an, an estate planning attorney, if uh, a client had someone they care about who got into trouble and maybe needs a referral to a criminal defense attorney, that they would call me and say, hey, Rod, do you know someone who could help me or help my, 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 my friend? And I'd say, sure. I mean, I've got a nice, uh, deep and broad bench of people that I can reach out to and be happy to make an introduction so that uh, the person you care about gets the right counsel uh, to get out of the situation they're in. Uh, but what would it mean to you, uh, Richard? And you've got a long time in the industry. So what does being a trusted advisor mean for you? It means that if a client approaches me and says, do you know someone who can create a will and trust? I can okay. refer them to an attorney that I know. Or a guy called me and he said, hey, my father died and my brother is taking care of, you know, he's the trustee of the trust but he's up in San Francisco. 
we need an, you know, we need a CPA. Do you know of one down here in San Diego? Because the father died down here in San Diego. Uh, okay. Yes. You know, just recently, a long time, 50 year friend, um, her husband died almost two years ago. And now she just finally passed. And their trustee executor asked me, they're not from San Diego, they live up in LA, if I could refer them to an attorney, to a CPA. I said, sure. To me, that's what means trusted advisor. And I, I don't take that lightly. You know, it has to be earned. Sure. And I can understand why your clients would contact you and say, hey, Rod, do you know a criminal defense attorney? You have a good CPA that you can refer to me. Right. You know, right. do you know someone that you trust in the insurance business because I'm looking for long-term care? That's what it means to me, helping people. Let's see. So, um, Richard, uh, is there, at this point in your career, I'm sure as you, as you shared, you do a lot of educating. Is there a particular kind of client that you like to work with or, uh, or that you target perhaps, uh, or is it, it doesn't really matter if they have an insurance need, then they can be a great client for you. Can you clarify on that, please? Sure. Most referrals I am now receiving are from doctors. Really? Saying, yeah. Saying, hey, we need this. We need that. A gentleman got me involved in a large tech firm. Not, you know, a couple of years ago. We use life insurance vehicle because it provides tax-deferred growth, tax-free income. Right. But we bank finance that policy. And the company just provides the collateral. That's mm. it. They don't have to pay premiums. Okay. So recently they called and said, our best talent is being cherry-picked by our competitors. Okay. Is there a way that we can tie them to us? because we can't afford to keep on paying them more and more and more money. And I said, have you ever thought about using a life insurance policy as a vehicle to recruit, retain, and retire these key people? Because if you're holding the carrot, dangling yeah. the carrot that in 15, 20 years, when they get close to retirement, they're going to walk away with a six-figure lifetime tax-free income stream in addition to your pension plan. Fabulous. So that's where my practice is going now. Terrific. Um, as we bring this to a close, Richard, uh, how, um, how can folks get in touch with you? Can you share with us with the listeners, uh, how anybody can reach out to you and contact you if they have a need? Thank you for that. Yes, my email address is richard at equote, e -Q -U -O -T -E .com. 
I founded that company 23 years ago to provide low-cost term life insurance via the internet for those individuals who don't have the time or don't want to sit down with a life insurance agent. They can go online, say, how? Okay, let me get a quote. And they can do that. Okay. Thank you for asking. Okay. Uh, one last question. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we uh, bring this to a close today? Anything that you want to share about uh, you or what you do uh, that, you know, I didn't ask about or that you, but you feel is important to share with our listeners? No, not really, because we talked about the business, but then we also talked about being a better human being and reaching out and helping others. And leaving a legacy behind. And a legacy doesn't always have to be a large sum of money, whether it be from success in business or a large life insurance policy. Legacy can be as simple as volunteering at Rotary or Meals on Wheels or their church, something in their community to make it a better place for everyone. I can't think of a better way to end the conversation. Richard, it's been a pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this, this has been Legacy Leaders Podcast with your host, Rod Hatley of Hatley Law Group here in San Diego. My guest today has been Richard Wyra, uh, Managing Director of uh, Cool Springs Financial and uh, President and Founder of eQuote.com. Um, Let's see. And uh, if you would like to visit his website, it's www.equote.com. And uh, we'll put that in the uh, show notes for you uh, listeners. And uh, Richard, thank you again for joining me. It has been an honor to spend time with you. Rod, thank you so much for inviting me. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.